I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 85, and today we're going to talk about pet peeves and how to deal with them. (laughs) I think it's really funny how sometimes my topics come about because I had another topic in mind for this week and then my kids are on spring break and so I was like oh I need to do something really that I can do kind of quickly and then um had this experience the other night where I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and the hand towel was on the counter for the billionth time And I see how this is a total pet peeve of mine that like my kids cannot hang up the hand towel back on the hook that's like literally right there. And so I start complaining about this. And my husband says, yeah, you know what though? They are great kids. Like they go to bed without a problem. They read scriptures with us tonight and they're asleep. It helped me really contemplate what I've been missing out. And maybe this is just a small thing, but how it's so easy to get annoyed by all these little things or little things that other people do. And then we miss out on seeing some of the great things. And I don't know if I'm necessarily missing out because I do think I see my kids in all those ways that my husband mentioned but I think there's just this, this like indulgence in this annoyance that for some reason, there's just like certain things that all of us have that are just like, oh my gosh, I can't even deal with this. And for me, it's the hand towels. Like for years, I would try to think of ways that I could make it easier for my kids to hang up their hand towels like I used to wish that there was like this wire thing you know how when you have a keychain and it like can stretch out and still stay attached to your hip and I was like what if there was like a wire like that and you would just you could just stretch it down and wash your hands and then it would just snap back up or I would think about those hand towels that have the like button on them so they just stay put that would work and then I also am like well maybe it's the shape of the the hanger that they it's just like hard for them to get on it keeps on falling off because this one's kind of small and then I'm thinking well I have like different styles of hand towel hangers throughout my house and they don't hang up hand towels anywhere And yet all this complaining, and I really haven't done one single thing to like really correct the problem. I just continue to complain about it. And I think that is 
kind of the key is this nurturing of this annoyance, which then makes it become this pet peeve. So I found this definition on vocabulary.com that I thought was really great. A peeve is an annoyance and a pet peeve is an annoyance that's nurtured like a pet. It's something someone can never resist complaining about. There are all kinds of pet peeves like littering, misusing punctuation, driving slowly in the fast lane, or talking during movies. If something like that drives you crazy and you have to yap about it, it's a pet peeve. Pet peeves tend to be smaller issues. No one would call terrorism a pet peeve. So I just love this idea that the reason it's called a pet peeve is that we like nurture this annoyance. We love complaining about it. And that is totally what I noticed about my kids and their hand towels. And of course, there's a lot of other things that I get annoyed about. And I think it's super easy, especially with the people we're around the most, like our family or even people at work. You know, we're just like, I'm annoyed at wrappers that get left on the floor or shoes that just get taken off and are just like littered everywhere, socks everywhere. All these little things that really are small, but they like add up every single day, multiple times a day. <laughs> and we just are like, oh my gosh, I can't even deal with this. So then I thought, well, why do we become annoyed in the first place. So I set out on a search to find out like why do we get annoyed in the first place? And there were a bunch of different hypotheses. Hypotheses. One was that it may be because an annoyance is like this act of our brain starting to protect us. Because sometimes we're annoyed if someone's sick and we're worried about getting sick ourselves or um, it can cause physical or mental discomfort. So like the sound of fingernails on a chalkboard. So it's like it could be just this way that our brain's like making us hyper annoyed so that we feel like we're being protected somehow. And I'm not sure how that relates to me and my handheld, but maybe my brain's like if they would just hang up the hand towel, life would be so much better somehow. <laughs> somehow, it really would be. Then another article suggested that humans create pet peeves from exposure to negative things or dislikes. So like could be a texture thing, like it could be a negative experience that you had and then that just becomes this pet peeve of yours. And so that gets stored in your mind and your brain remembers. And then again, it becomes a pet peeve as we continue to nurture and complain about it. And then this other article is, I thought, very telling because it says a lot of pet peeves can be explained away by two particular emotions, irritation and disgust. Irritation takes care of behavior like bad parking, rude servers, incorrect grammar, or loud telephone calls on public transportation. Disgust, meanwhile, covers things like indecently loud chewing, 
public bodily emissions or the sight of nauseating or unclean things like dog poop left uncollected. So all of those things, there are probably a lot of different reasons why we have this idea or why we are just annoyed by these things. And we can all be annoyed by things and it's like this justification that we can indulge then this is just so annoying like how could they do this but what I found interesting is there was one other article that was suggesting that many times some of our annoyance whether it be for a negative experience for irritation or disgust that she suggested three different reasons like why we start having a pet peeve. One is that you want what someone else is doing or what someone else has. In her article, she was saying she has a pet peeve of people just listening to really loud music. And she's like, why can't you get headphones? And part of her was like, maybe I'm actually jealous about that because there's no way I could listen to music really loud in public and just feel like, I'm not being judged and annoying everyone. Her second thing was that you maybe fear or don't understand something. So that could be why it's a pet peeve. Or the third one, you see the same quality in yourself and it really annoys you when you see someone else do it. So it's sort of this reflection on you. In regards to the hand towel with me, Like, why is this so annoying? (laughs) And I think part of it is there's this underlying belief that somehow they should not leave their towels. And if you've ever heard of the author Byron Katie, she's really known for what is called doing the work. And I'm not going to go into all of that. I may spend an episode on her because she's it's just really fascinating how she talks about the work as a way of examining your thoughts but she had this great paragraph in one of her books talking about you know kind of similar to this like pet peeve and so she says in her book um, and this is a bit of a longer quote so here we go So, quote, people often asked me if I had a religion before 1986, and I say yes, it was, my children should pick up their socks. This was my religion, and I was totally devoted to it, even though it never worked. Then one day, after the work was alive in me, I realized that it simply wasn't true. The reality was that day after day, they left their socks on the floor. After all my years of preaching and nagging and punishing them, I saw that I was the one who should pick up the socks if I wanted them picked up. My children were perfectly happy with their socks on the floor. Who had the problem? It was me. It was my thoughts about the socks on the floor that had made my life difficult, not the socks themselves. And who had the solution? Again, me. I realized I could be right or I could be free. It took just a few moments for me to pick up the socks without any thoughts of my children. And an amazing thing began to happen. 
I realized that I loved picking up their socks. It was for me, not for them. It stopped being a chore in that moment, and it became a pleasure to pick them up and see the uncluttered floor. Eventually, they noticed my pleasure and began to pick up their socks on their own without my having to say a thing. And I love, this is just the very end of the quote. She says, Our parents, our children, our spouses, and our friends will continue to press every button we have until we realize what it is that we don't want to know about ourselves yet. They will point us to our freedom every time. So beneath all of it is just this idea, this like underlying belief or this religion, like in my case, that my kids should hang up hand towels. (laughs) And it sounds so ridiculous, but there are just these little things that we somehow just get so annoyed by, or my kids should throw away their wrappers in the garbage, or I'm going to charge them a dollar, which I'm working on with one of my kids. So having this kind of letting go of that and just maybe picking things up and seeing if they work on it too might help. But I have a little story of how we turned one little pet peeve around in our family. And I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before. Again, you guys, seriously, if I keep on saying the same stories, I apologize. (laughs) Because I was trying to remember, did I mention this in one of my other podcasts? But we had an issue when my kids were little, when we'd have dinner, that every I think without fail, every single time at dinner, someone would spill their drink or something else on the table. And it just became this big annoyance between me and my husband. Like, oh my gosh, why you guys can't like not spill something during dinner? And I noticed that we were just getting really worked up and it was happening quite often. And I didn't really want our dinners to be like this, like this worry about, oh, if someone spills, we're going to be annoyed and kind of like angry and short and clean it up. Instead, I, I wanted our dinners to just become a more peaceful, connecting family place. So I needed to somehow change the way I thought about things being spilled and help our whole family see it as just like it's just part of dinner so that's what we did we decided that dinner would always include a spill and actually it wasn't dinner unless there was a spill happening at the table so anytime there was a spill instead of everyone being angry or annoyed or we'd have people crying or whatever It became this like, it's dinner, it's so exciting, we finally had a spill. And then we created what we called the spill patrol and someone would run and get either um, a towel or paper towels to help clean up the mess. So it would be like, spill, it's dinner, who's on spill patrol? And someone would just run and grab and help clean up the mess. Sometimes the messes were bigger, sometimes they were little. But we were able to begin to change this culture, this annoyance of having something spilled during dinner to, hey, this is just part of dinner and we're going to cope with it and we're actually going to make it more fun because it's dinner. That's just 
with little kids, everyone's just going to have a spill and that's that. So I really knew it was taking shape when we were at uh, extended family kind of picnic thing. We were at my husband's uncle's house and everything was outdoors. And one of my girls who was, I don't know, probably seven or eight at the time was getting her meal. She was going through the line because everything was sort of buffet style and just getting it. And she was trying to get her drink and she ended up spilling like her whole cup and it was on the deck. And so she just yells, it's dinner. <laughs> and everyone kind of looks up and they see her spill. And so we all run up, all right, spill patrol. And so we go and we clean it up as quickly as we can. And I knew that it was working. Like we had helped change our culture of sad, angry cry, something spilled to it's just part of our daily life. The spills will happen. We get a spill patrol and we take care of it. So here's a couple things that I think will help us. Now, one article suggested that, um, again, some barriers to overcoming it is that with these underlying beliefs, we kind of make it really personal and we love to vent about it. And I noticed that, again, with my hand towel things, it's like a personal affront to me that they do not hang up their towel. Like they are disrespecting me by not hanging up their towel. And I don't even think they're thinking about it. They're just washing their hands and they're like, boop, the towel. Maybe it gets on the hook, maybe it doesn't, but I'm out of here. And then like the urge to vent about it, that nurturing, so we make it a pet. So to undo that, we don't, we want to not make it personal. And even if we do, we want to like just forgive that idea. So a big part of that is just generally forgiveness and recognizing that we're all kind of in this human experience and we're all going to do annoying things. So I'm going to forgive my kids for not hanging up the hand towel, I can hang up the hand towel and maybe eventually they'll learn how to do it themselves. Hopefully, following this example of Byron Katie who suggests. I remembered the story reading it in The Ensign, which is a magazine that our church puts out. And back in 2008, I just remember the story about this woman. It was actually a son telling the story about her mom, who was just always annoyed with her husband, the author's father, about toothpaste getting on the mirror every single time and that he wouldn't clean it up. And near the last years of their lives, they had been together for a while and they just were, an, especially this mom was so annoyed with this husband about the toothpaste just getting on the mirror. And then... Her husband passes away and she realizes she really misses him and is sad. And and then she notices that after he's gone, there's still toothpaste on the mirror. And with that realization, she's just crying and she's like, all this time I thought it was just him being annoying. 
but I was also contributing to the toothpaste on the mirror. And I was blaming it all on him. Oh, it's a little bit heartbreaking, but I think it's so easy to do in our close family connections where we're with each other day to day and doing all these little things, how these little things kind of just add up. But this idea that we can forgive each other and also just recognize that maybe we might play a little part into that as well. And the other thing is that I just like the idea of looking a little more deeply like Byron Katie suggests on what is the underlying belief or maybe what is this quote unquote religion that we have that we're just so stuck with that for me, my kids should hang up hand towels on a hook and they should stay on the hook and have the bathroom look nice. But maybe I just need to drop that idea or that I need to change the way I think about it like we did with the whole spilling of the milk turning an annoyance into something maybe I celebrate. So maybe every time now I see a hand towel that doesn't get hung up on the hook, I could maybe find one thing I'm grateful for about my kids. And I think that is also another segue into how you kind of help yourself overcome these pet peeves is finding something you're grateful for It may not be about the pet peeve, but in the moment, then you're not ready to complain and vent and nurture that annoyance. Really, to cope, I think of forgiveness, gratitude, and looking for these underlying beliefs that you might have, like stuck that you don't even think about, that is creating this pet peeve that you have. Also, someone else in an article suggested to like, really, when you're annoyed with somebody, because sometimes we'll have like these pet peeves about someone like cutting us off or while we're driving, you know, we develop these pet peeves and just to think about the person and that it actually is a person to make a human connection. And you can also add to that, like assume positive intent And I love that idea of just like, well, just assuming the best, like someone's in a hurry because maybe there's an emergency or my kids aren't trying to annoy me by not hanging up their towels. So you guys, pet peeves, I know we all have them. It's crazy how they just happen. And I was just thinking, what is the deal? Hand towels, come on. And yet... I think I'm going to be striving to find ways to be more grateful for my kids instead of super annoyed that they can't hang up a hand towel. (laughs) Okay, you guys, good luck. I know there's so many pet peeves out there, but maybe this is a way to just help it feel less annoying to you. All right, have a great week. And if you're interested in kind of having a worksheet for episode 83 about cultivating friendships. I do have that available now. I'll post it on my social medias as well as it's on my website. And you can just, you click on the link and it'll take you to a place to put in your email. And then you just have to check your email and that's where you, it'll just be sent to your email, to your inbox. Okay. Have an awesome week, you guys. And again, thanks for listening. Okay.
hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 